Hey guys, welcome to the party. We are the Weekend Rockstars, your weekly podcast for all the tips, tricks and licks you need for getting started in music. I am Scott Freeman and with me as always is Billy, loves a meme deadman. Billy, how you doing? I, I'm doing great. I love a meme. You do love a good meme. I do love a good meme. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, have you seen, I don't know if this is like a new meme or not, but I have noticed a lot of memes come, coming up on my Facebook feed. Okay. Uh, of Leonardo DiCaprio's character, uh, Mr. Candy. Oh, yeah. From um, Django. Django. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why this meme has suddenly sprouted okay. when the movie came out like ages ago. Eight years ago, yeah. Yeah, and like it seems to be popping up everywhere. And uh, I don't know I don't know what that's about. So I don't okay. know. <laughs> What's the content of these Calvin Candy memes? Because he's a slave owner. So I I'm... cannot remember now. Okay. Uh, I've, I've lost my train of thought on what it was actually about. I have to try and find one. Maybe, okay. maybe continue the podcast continue and I'll, I'll pipe up with what it was. There you go. Okay, homework for next time. But yes, we have a very special guest in the studio today. Um, a fellow local musician, someone I've, played, someone I've played lots and lots of gigs with over uh, the last, oh, I'm trying to think how many years. It's been eight years, I think. Pray, uh, yeah, as long as Django Unchained's been out, uh, I've known Fred. <laughs> so there you go. So introducing Mr. Fred Irwin. Woo! Well, thank you. You're too kind. It's good to be here. Hey, cool. And I should also note that uh, Fred's manager, Beth, uh, is also present in the studio. Uh, she's giving Fred notes on flashcards. So if he, uh, if he, if he mucks up, he's, he's, uh, yeah. He's toast. He's toast. <laughs> <laughs> she's just here for the hand signals. Yeah. She's just here Can't the see them, signals. but you know the ones. You, yeah. you stop that. They're, they're already starting. You stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll pipe down now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Beth. So, so, Fred, how have you been? We've been in lockdown. Haven't seen you in a while. It's been far too long. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. Lockdown's all got a bit tedious, really, hasn't it? But yeah. I'm, um, I'm all for looking on the bright side, seeing, seeing the bigger picture and things. I'm uh, still happy, still healthy, still uh, lucky to be working from home as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, and things are starting to look brighter so definitely definitely uh what you've been doing for fun you've been doing some music uh i've been trying um you'd think nothing would would stoke inspirational fires like the world going to shit yeah (laughs) it's really done nothing for me i've sunk into this hole of like initially sort of early lockdown you know a lot like a lot of people sort of feeling a bit like about it all so Mm. and sort of motivate myself and then as it's gone on i felt a little bit better about things but it's still not translated to anything musical um <laughs> but yeah no i've um you know still been playing done a couple of uh like live stream gigs which yeah, yeah. fun it, they seem to be getting a lot of traction lately and it's i'm all for like new ways to bring the music to people yeah um as strange as it is kind of like finishing a song and then like you know hold for applause yeah oh wait oh, yeah. that's just my girlfriend <laughs> sat in the corner very politely <laughs> applauding me which i appreciate it feels more normal than it did yeah. but yeah you, you you know what i mean you and you're trying to like talk into the mic maybe you know a little uh, yeah. stale but practiced stage banter and like there's nobody there to respond yeah. but they are people are still listening so. yeah. little clapping emoji yeah, yeah, so many clapping <laughs> emojis, which, you know, yeah. that reminds me that people are still watching, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, you did pay attention. It is a bizarre, it's like, it's like a bizarre episode of Black Mirror sometimes, isn't it? Like, <laughs> isn't it just? <laughs> Hasn't this year been a bizarre episode <laughs> of Black Mirror? We're living in Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know, I feel like this year, if, if this had been a Black Mirror episode, they'd be like, oh, nice, jump the shot. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a bit too much now. Yeah. Like, all, all of that stuff before, that was believable, but now... Uh, at some at some point, Charlie Brooke is going to come out and say, "Oh, sorry, guys." Yeah, <laughs> it's too far. He's just going to come on the news and be like, "This is yeah." yeah. yeah. I had you. Yeah. The virtual reality goggles just come off. You're like, "Oh, yeah." It's just just January 2020 again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want was it Ashton Kutcher to come out and be like, y- y- "You've been punked." Oh yeah, you've, you've been, been punked. punked. Yeah. I'm it. <laughs> Pugged. <laughs> oh my it's hitting cameras everywhere. It was never a thing. Yeah. What would happen if that happened? You know, it just you know, the government would be like, murder is wrong and illegal, but today <laughs> 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 whoever brings me Charlie Brooker's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Charlie yes. Brooker. Poor Charlie Brooker. We're, yeah, we're sorry. So that's how uh, lockdown's going. <laughs> yeah, that's how lockdown's going. Okay. Right eye. Well, Fred, you've released a new song. I have indeed. I've not been totally unproductive. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about the new song. Um, I felt like it was a timely moment, a timely time, 
Mm. I felt like the time was right to re uh, rework what is technically a slightly older song. Um, mm. Just to sort of deviate, actually. I seem to remember it getting its live debut at the Joiners, and you were there. Ooh. We, you and I played to a pretty much empty bar, the Soundman Joiners. Okay. But I distinctly remember that was like a new song then. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like it. Anyway, that kind of... It never made an album or anything. Like, you know, mm. I think I might have put it on a MySpace at the time. Ooh. All these years later, uh, I, I don't have that original track. I don't know what happened to it. I think MySpace shut down. Um, yeah. Beginning a lockdown, everyone's having problems with their internet. And I'm like, hey, I wrote this catchy little ditty about how rubbish internet is. Specifically Virgin Media. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I reworked that and I, I've put it out. It's called Fucking Useless. Or... Yay effing useless if you're listening to the radio edit um uh, it's it's nice to have a radio edit for a change actually um i i thought that one through yeah um, but yeah like it seemed a timely moment to sing about internet troubles and almost like think about something other than the wider issues like hey let's go back to first yeah. world problems for a sec my internet sucks doesn't matter if the world's on fire outside yeah, yeah um, it's a good song it's a good song I, I i did you know when i listened to it the other day um i did feel like i'd heard it before you know um and so so yeah i i heard it all those years ago at the joiners what'll be it um was that, did we play with a ska band was it with that, that ska band Levi? you know that I does think sound familiar it, yeah was it 2013 or 2014 i'm trying to it's a long time ago yeah, that sounds about right, because it was in that kind of, like, dead space between yeah. Nights Like These, which I think I dropped 2012, Yeah, and I didn't start writing for Forever Never Last until maybe 16. Yeah, um, okay. And that was something that happened in between, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good song, and today we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about um, you know uh, the methods around releasing music and what what methods we've used for releasing new music um, that we feel have worked and have benefited us. Um, and so, uh, so Fred, I want to talk about the release of Effing Useless, uh, <laughs> and uh, like where uh, where have you released it on? Um, this has been the first release for a while uh, notably that i've not sort of made any physical copy of um is even, that because there's been no way to gig it or i think that does largely play a part yeah, yeah. um although i have cds for sale on the website i yeah uh, it's limited sort of how many go on there um i'd say 90 percent of the cds i've sold have been at a gig um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that probably factored probably in. factors into it, yeah. Um, whether or not it'll end up on CD, you know, when if the world returns back to normal, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's. I thought I'd take a different approach with this one, and I sort of half justified it with the oh, it's not quite new, um, and it's it's a home recording, and I've I've never proclaimed to be much of a of a mixer or producer. Um, let alone musician <laughs> um but I'm, I'm sat mixing it at home and i'm like you know what? i'm gonna give this away as a free download because you know it's just yeah. hey guys we're in lockdown here's some music i didn't want it to be a um and i recognize the, the privilege in this as well i didn't want it to be a, a money-making exercise i i'm lucky that i'm still working from home throughout lockdown i didn't have any concerns in that sense so i'm like okay let's put the release out there free download or or pay what you want mm. um and, you know, it's still early days. I've not paid too much attention to sort of the numbers yet, but I thought that was worth mentioning because it's a different release. Uh, yeah. I've not done anything quite like that before. Um, okay. It still ended up on the usual platforms, um, all the streaming places, and I think iTunes as well. Yeah. Possibly Google Play, although I hear something about them converting to YouTube music they, now. Uh, yeah, Google dying Play are uh, <clears throat> dying a death. So. Which is a shame because that's what I use for all my, um, like for want of a better word bootlegs like stuff that's not <laughs> yeah. stuff that's not on spotify youtube or any of my usual subscriptions mm. or you know just independent artists i've bought a cd at a show yeah but i don't use itunes or anything like that so i use that for like a streaming library of my own stuff yeah um i guess that's where people could end up saving effing uses so you get yeah. free download and if you're not in the habit of just playing through downloads on your laptop yeah uh, that's what I like to Google for. But. Yeah. So do you feel that, you know, you've released this song online, you've obviously done some other online releases, you know, you've got the Forever Never Last and obviously Nights Like These. Have you found that there's been a good reach there, that you've like made new fans further afield, like you've, 
you know, met new people through it? I, yeah, it's, it's been a vastly different experience for each release. Um, in largely in part, um, you know, there's probably like three years in between each, each release. Yeah. Uh, technology and that moves so quickly. So, um, oh, it does. Nights like these, for example, when, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I think it was a Bandcamp release, um, and I uh, flogged a few CDs as well. Yeah. Um, fast forward to Forever Never Lasts, that went straight on the streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, and CDs, and then yeah, now to this one where it's just like, okay, well, you know, forget the physical mediums and yeah, just yeah, do yeah. a download. Um. And yeah, I, I think each certainly has their merits. Uh, we've mm. already touched on Billy that CDs are great for the captive audience. Yeah, mm. I think it doesn't matter what you're you're trying to to market. Yeah, for want of a better word, um, your best shot is when somebody's there in your hand talking to you about it. That's that's your warm lead, whatever a salesperson yeah, yeah. might say. Um, and I'll say every gig I play, like, oh yeah, my name's Fred Irwin, you'll find me on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you want to use. Yeah. And some of them might go home, punch it in, might get some followers out of it, great. Um, but um, a lot of them go home, sleep it off, forget about it. Uh, whereas on the night, people who are like, I love that, what have you got? And they'll buy mm. a CD there and then, and that sticks with them. It's a great sensation, isn't it? It really it. is. And yeah. that's that's one of the big arguments these days for the vinyl revival. That's why I'm I'm collecting records again is cuz you only get so much on on your screen. It's nice to have a have a new release physically arrive on With your some doorstep. proper artwork on it. Exactly, yeah, artwork yeah. that you can touch and feel and see yeah. and yeah, it it makes all the difference. Yeah. Um but yeah, then again something like Bandcamp, you know, they that's a uh, obviously there's no initial cost for, for making CDs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, well, sorry, I know you can obviously set your own sort of pricing structures as well, so you've got the option like, oh, here, here's a release for a fiver, or yeah. here's a pay-what-you-want single. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I think as far as reach goes, you you can't knock the, the streaming platforms. Like, mm. for all the other faults and the arguments about how the money is distributed and, yeah. you know, how much spotify ceo makes versus the average musician for example mm. or how much spotify will make you versus the average cd sale but yeah in terms of reach i it, it to this day blows my mind that you know somebody somewhere in germany has listened to a song off nights like these yeah and i don't know how that happened and i never would have been able to sell yeah. them a cd i've not gigged in germany yet yeah and yeah. even then it's oh god please yeah, please, please buy a yeah. cd yeah. there's no guarantees but yeah, somehow it gets it out there it's weird isn't it yeah i went on spotify the other day and i don't i don't check it out a lot i don't make a lot from spotify because you know it's less than a penny per stream which to me is robbery and hence why i didn't put my third album up because you know I was like, I actually would like to make some money off of it. I spent Absolutely. however much money making it, you know. It'd be nice to make some of it back. But yeah, I, I went on Spotify the other day to look at, like, my past two albums, what they're doing, and my song Bacon Bits from my second album has been played 50 times in the <laughs> last week in Saint-Germain-en-Laye in wow. France. Amazing. <laughs> is loving Bacon Bits. That's just like, what? I was like, is there someone, like, I know who's there on holiday and it's just, like, up, accidentally put it on repeat? <laughs> like, that must be the case, you, right? You know what? It might have been that... Um, uh, that they searched for songs that include the title Bacon in it. Yeah. And that's how they came across it. Because I know from experience, just this past weekend, we started making a playlist for the wedding breakfast at our wedding. <laughs> okay. Right? And we want all the songs to be about food uh, songs right. while everyone's eating. So we've got... Um, uh, we have got... I'm trying to think now. Play out. Um, Are you making allowances for drink? Because I want to yes. hear some Khaleesi. Yeah, we, yeah, we got, we got, we got, yeah. So yeah, milkshakes on there. Yeah. Um, uh, um, obviously, can't know breakfast by my own band. Yeah. Um, be my be our guest or be my guest is on there. Uh, yeah. Things like oh uh, the Candyman. Uh, oh, the yes. Candyman again. The yeah, candy. so, yeah. Uh, but now you've said that, I just remembered. Shit, bacon bits. That's got to go on there. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. I totally forgot about bacon bits. For what so. it's worth, I think that is my top played Scott Freeman song in my library. Really? Have you been to Saint Germain on Lay recently? 
<laughs> I have not. No? Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Billy, I'm going to throw the question over to you. So, like, music online. Um, you've obviously been in several bands over the years. You've got mm. uh, some albums, some singles up there across those various bands. Have you found that um, putting the music up on the streaming services has produced any new fans? Or has that, you know, reached any promoters or anything? Has it been, has it been helpful? I don't know so much about new fans on the streaming services because I guess so. Like, but it's it's hard to make it into like a tangible mm. like record of of who this person is or whatever because obviously they're not signing up to anything. You don't get their details of whoever streaming. You just get a number and that yeah. And you don't really know. I mean, it's interesting. You've obviously got one per one or fifty streams of one particular song from one place. Yeah, that probably is one person that bloody loves that song <laughs> and has been playing it non-stop times. so that's that's really interesting or they've like, got a huge friendship group yeah each of them has played it a couple yeah. of times i think the big obviously the bigger you get and you can you can then kind of see on a map where you're being listened to and that might help if you're planning a tour or something yeah um you know like you've got so many people in such and such place mm. um but yeah i think yeah, it's, the streaming sites, I think, are great for, obviously, getting stuff out there for relatively free free entry to even listen to you. Yeah. Um, and it kind of is like window shopping in a way. Yeah. That's the way you got to kind of think about it mm. uh, in terms of promoting the music. Yeah. Um, but there's obviously so many other ways. I mean... There what are, ways are we going to get into there, I mean, there are many ways. So I just want to like throw it out to the floor, really. We've obviously talked a little bit about putting your music up on these streaming services. And we feel that, you know, the general vibe is that actually it is a bit impersonal. You don't actually know who is that person in San Germain that's listening to me. Who's this person in Germany that's listening to me? If it was more of a social media mm. Spotify, say they listen to a song and then they could leave a comment about it yeah exactly you know maybe you could actually build fans through it so i mean for all i know there are some of the there's you know when you put your music up on a cd baby or a distro kid or whatever you know tune core to send out to all these sites there's like 200 of them yeah so maybe there is a a music streaming site out there that's also a bit of a social media but like the big ones like your apple music and your spotify and your itunes google play they're not they're you just know, a service. They're, they're not just, a social media platform. Yeah. So yeah. build. So for all we know, we are building new fans. But like, how how are we engaging with them? You know, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? I think that's the key point you made there, uh, Billy, about <clears throat> excuse me, tangible um, sort of audience. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I say for for what I said about it blowing my mind, getting streams in Germany or or wherever. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Germany. But as far as I'm aware, I don't have fans there yeah yeah. it's great to know that the music is getting streams there Mm. but i am pretty sure especially when you know you want to look at sort of repeat plays things like that i'm talking about i see the odd play in in this country yeah Um, and yeah that would suggest it's not necessarily a a, uh an established fan base yeah yeah. um but another great point uh, or analogy you used billy was the the idea of window shopping if if it being there and yeah it is insulting the the monetary value of that one stay like robbery it really is because if that one person in germany had have bought even one of my singles off me Mm. because i've I've done a couple of homemade single cds yeah um that i dish out for a quid because they you know yeah yeah it's it's a homemade cd with with my song on it but yeah it's the that the profit on that is pennies and it's still like a hundred times what mm. you're making off Spotify. But like you say, it's yeah. Yeah. it's chance of window shopping. If there is a small chance of somebody in a country I've never been to, mm. um Germany's a bad example, I've been there, but I, I see them sometimes and it's like if there's a chance they I might mean, be like this yeah. is a, this slaps, I'm gonna find his website <laughs> and, and buy a t shirt or a CD and look I'm doing a gig happen. when we can gig again, sort yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. if you gig in their town I guess. Yeah, that's I'm not it. going I... to Madagascar to gig. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, fun. Yeah, I, will. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the rider. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's not too late. You can reschedule really the wedding venue for Madagascar. I'll go there if there's actually talking animals. Yeah. Well, how do you know if you don't go there? <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've talked a bit about streaming sites. It's a bit hard to build fans through there because there's not a lot of like general contact with the people who are listening. Um, you know, so it, is it, 
is it face to face? Is it gig going out and gigging? Is this still like the best way of making fans? That that face to face interaction. Does it beat the online experience? Is that the best way to like get your music out there? To just go play lots of places and meet people? Do you think? I feel like it. It's really skewed as we've sort of gone into the twenty first century. And there's me sounding like I've been playing music since the twentieth century. And like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born in 93 like yeah yeah i remember tapes and cds yeah. but yeah it's you, you're only going to get so far on a good social reach mm. if you don't actually go out and play gigs um yeah i mean for one you know there's the monetary argument if if you literally just do well on socials and your insta and facebook likes and then put something on the streaming platforms and never play a gig you ain't going it's not going to be sustainable yeah um but I, th- you know, we we've got to the point where no longer is it enough to go out and play three hundred shows a year. Yeah. Um, and that necessarily carry any weight to building a fan base. Um, it's it's tragic that there are so many in that situation, um, <clears throat> who are so so talented and just don't have that reach. Um, because yeah. they're not so good on the socials or whatever. Mm. Um. Yeah, so it's... I don't know if that's necessarily an answer, but um, it's striking me as such a more and more delicate balance between the two. Um, yeah. You look at bands from decades gone by, and it's like, you know, right place, right time. They yeah. they dropped this song at this time, and the world just lapped it up. Mm. And I feel like that's... It's a bygone era. I, I feel like <laughs> it really is. I, I yeah. feel like that doesn't happen anymore unless they've got a good social media campaign behind them. Mm. I feel like one yeah. without the other or they're like somehow already a household name yeah 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 exactly you yeah. know if, if if you're a big household name you can drop a tune and like you know i mean yeah. what's this new taylor swift release like yeah. i must admit i've still got to listen to it i feel like i'm going to enjoy it I'm, yeah i think she's a fantastic musician but i read something about this being her first like independent release after walking away from some toxic management and stuff mm. okay. but because she's Taylor Swift, she literally just had to say, oh yeah, I'm dropping an album, and like next thing, it's number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, it's an extreme example, but yeah, I feel like just good music and just a good touring schedule versus just a good online um, reach and presence. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't have one without the other, um, mm. as I've found with experience, but also, um, you know, just seeing... Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you got to have, yeah, like you say, like a real good combination of of every. You got to spin many, many plates. Yes. So you got to have you got to have your music out there on on the on the storefronts and including the the window shopping as as mentioned. Mm. You got to have really good uh, social media engagement with with people online uh, and try and bring people in that way with like yeah. decent content, whether that's like pictures or video. Uh, we'll come back to music videos. Yeah. Um, and another one is obviously you've got your traditional um, old style media um, routes like magazines, which are all sort of failing these days, mm. uh, blogs, uh, and you've also got um, uh, radio. Um, yeah, yeah. And radio, you'd think, is pretty much dead, like especially like the mainstream radio. But uh, with my blues band, yeah. uh, The Brave Rivals. Uh, we've had quite a bit of success with um, uh, basically like you can get on these like blues like blues radio circuit almost where they all share your music with each other. Yeah. So the live album we did has been shared by all these different like blues radio stations. End up getting played in Italy. Cool. Um, and stuff like that. Like and like this Sorry. guy just messaged us. Oh yeah, so I'm, me, I'm a playing your album uh, this uh, this Friday, and I was like, brilliant. So yeah. Okay. Top stuff. There you go. We uh, we apologise to our Italian listeners uh, for for that for that impression. He said that. That's what he said. <laughs> I, okay. I I've managed to maybe offend non-existent German fans, and okay. you you've I've, I've commented about the Italian I've just got to nuke that relationship. Oh, there you go. Right. Right. Wow. Europe's getting a pounding tonight. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> you really think Europe's listening? They hate this country <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the ra- the radio. I was really surprised at how well the um got traction with the uh, blues radio stations. I don't know if there's the thing with like indie music is it's there's not 
much of that traditional radio stations there is a yeah. I, I want to give a shout out though to uh, it's called the premium blend radio show i don't know if you've heard of that one no. they they play predominantly uh indie music and he's he lives down in hastings just one guy okay. in his in his uh house or whatever doing it okay. online and he puts he basically does the show and pop, pops that on spotify each week as well yeah so there are some out there so if you can get on those guys cases you can get yeah. some coverage sounds like a really like high quality food mixer the premium, premium blend, blend. <laughs> 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 nah, he's a good guy though. and uh yeah so i think i say like, you gotta spin all these plates if you want to be um getting the kind of traction that i think we all want you know yeah 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 so radio is an interesting one um but yeah, well, as we've been saying, like gigging, we feel like that is like it's a really important one. Like, is that you know, if you're looking at a foundation for how to like build your you know, r- you know, music releases, mm. like going out and gigging and pumping it into people's ear holes in a venue, <clears throat> is that like the foundation? That's the bedrock that everything gets built on. Or do you think other things come first? Do you think that's got to be you got to have that first before you have online stuff? I did subscribe to that view and it's starting to shift because i'm seeing more and more examples of like artists having you know having social media wrapped around their finger so to speak yeah uh got all the likes and everyone interacting before they've even booked their first show or yeah that's scottish guy wasn't it um who was it It oh louis capaldi went nuts on social media yeah and like he had hardly ever gigged or something yeah and but just because he was a funny guy on Instagram, yeah, yeah. Wait, like to be fair, he is funny, and the music's yeah. great as well. Yeah. But it only hit yeah. my radar because my other half's like, <laughs> "Look at yeah. this funny guy on Instagram." Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I, it's a weird situation where you are getting these acts coming through that um, are really good at the social media, mm. um, and then like they don't have much in the way of an actual stage show. Like it's like they've never gigged before; they don't have any rapport or any like yeah. banter. And that's not to say they can't follow up with it. Yeah. It's just that I'm really starting to wonder if you say about the bedrock. Yeah. Because um, it's about getting the right kind of gigs as well. You're not going to film any yeah. people's ear holes if you book a tour of like open mic slots at venues where yeah. they're just putting open mics on to maybe see if it pulls a few more people in. Yeah. yeah half yeah. of which aren't interested and they're shouting at the football other side of the bar. And, yeah. Like there's, there's gigs and there's gigs at local yeah. venues, you know? Um, and things I, I I haven't gigged in so long. I kind of miss those gigs as well. It's really <laughs> atrocious. Yeah, I, was, I, was I miss playing to just the sound <laughs> guy and yeah. a waitress tripping over my guitar case. Yeah. Like I'll oh, take those more. Were the days. <laughs> <laughs> those were the days. M- Matt, Matt, I, I inspired Matt enough to uh, write a song called "A Man and His Dog," all yeah. about gigging to just a man and his dog. Like we miss it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had a song on my third album called The Sheep Town Kid and His Trip to Jail and it was all about right, my my journey to my, my job working at the prison and how I was trying to live as a full-time musician. I was playing all these awful, awful gigs, you know. I got thrown out of some of them. Yeah, you know, it Blues was just Brothers style. Blues Brothers style, yeah, literally. <laughs> had things thrown at me. It was not nice. But, um, but yeah, okay, so we're, we're thinking maybe... The bedrock is no longer gigging. It's, I feel it's like not, it's shifting. It shifts. Even more so, like coronavirus and lockdown has 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 changed the game completely for this year. Like yeah. you can't gig at all. Mm. So yeah. how are you gonna like promote yourself? You have to yeah. totally rely on social media. Yeah. I just feel like in what's becoming a more and more um I guess saturated industry, you know, there's so many people um even ignoring the ones who like, you know, can't back it up with musical quality like there's so so many talented uh bands artists projects out there Mm. and you've gotta you've gotta narrow stuff down somehow um and i guess whereas once upon a time it would be a case of who could afford like a weekend of studio times they could physically record a demo tape and send it to someone now it's pretty easy to make a home recording and and get that to someone but now it comes down to okay well how many likes have you got on facebook if we book you for a gig are you going to make us money and once upon a time that would be decided on putting a tape on a reel to reel or whatever yeah listening and being like yeah these guys sound like money and now it's oh well they've they've only got 100 likes on facebook can they really pull in a crowd here 
Yeah. Um, and that is the way it's going. And that's not to overgeneralize. Not everyone will book on that basis. Mm. Um, but there does seem to have been that cultural shift where you, you're going to struggle to have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Social media. Yeah. You just got to be Lewis Capaldi, apparently, <laughs> and you can get, you can do anything. But uh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Personality. Personality and and come and, and come up with an engaging way to talk to what audience you do have on there. I think. Yeah. And then hopefully they share that content and bring more people into you. That's, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. So it's finding a way to present your social yeah. yourself on social media, your sort of like music brand in a way that's kind of like palatable and catchy that people really like that yeah. sort of registers with a wider audience but it's still true to you and you're not trying to be something else i find that difficult you know it's kind of trying to think you know i you know i can play to a crowd and have everyone singing two cats or something yeah and have a really like engaging night and i can walk out of it going yeah i'm a rock star you know <laughs> like you feel great you feel like a million bucks don't yeah you? yeah and then like you still think, well, you know, not still not getting anywhere. Yeah, so, like, yeah. what's what's the catch? Why isn't this like growing bigger? And is it because you know, you know, everyone's on the social media? That's where you need to be. You need to distill all that live stuff that works onto it. You know, and I almost feel like you need to have like a degree in social media yeah. these days to be, <laughs> but you know, get anywhere in any business. That's yeah. the you know? key you use is, is, you know, getting your brand out there. Once yeah. upon a time, it was just about getting your good music to people's ears. Yeah. Now I've got to look good. I've got to, well, you've always got a image has always played its part, isn't it? That's, That's probably a bad uh, example, but now I've got to type good. I've got to share the right stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's a tough one. Cause like I say, I, I can sit and debate till the cows come home about my qualities as a musician, but mm. I'd be the first to admit that when it comes to like an engaging online presence, I haven't got a clue. I, on a personal level, have yeah. I'm not a huge fan of social media, um, and that's Same. not to discount it as a whole thing. It's great for distant families keeping in touch, mm. this, that, and the other. I don't think it's totally evil or totally great. Yeah, but I. I, I came off personally from Facebook for two or three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the end, I realised that as a result, I wasn't updating the band mm. uh, or the artist page, the likable Facebook page, because I had to be logged in on my personal account to do so. Yeah. And I did. And they they've caught up and released like Pages Manager app and stuff, so I can kind of keep the two separate. But for quite a while, it was if I want to update my artist Facebook, I've got to go in and see mm. the personal feed and. I just find social media like more of a negative in my life than a positive. Yeah. Like I say, on a personal level, not a music level. But it's hard to escape the crossover and preserve one's mental health if you feel that way about social media. Yeah. While still developing your brand. Developing you your brands. Yeah. I don't want to over, you know, generalize here. But I mean, we're all millennials here, right? Yeah. We're all millennials. So like, we're the generation that saw the rise of technology and the rise of social media and the rise of the internet we sort of like lived in a time before your phone was wasn't everything we were the last generation yeah we were the last generation and like the generation underneath us you know generation c they've grown up with it being such a big thing and so i feel like social media and all these things that maybe we struggle with you know aren't maybe as big a thing there so maybe they're going to have more success in that sphere of things so i feel like because i have all these fred i have these conversations with people all the time sort of around our own age you know like mm. social media is like it's kind of cool you yeah. know but like i kind of don't kind of don't want to have a lot to do with it i also you remember know? the times before it yeah like it's, it's one thing sitting here and saying oh i remember bebo i remember myspace boy am <laughs> i old and then it's like <laughs> no wait a second i remember before any of that I remember yeah. MSN Messenger, where Wee. it wasn't yeah. a social network. It was, you know, instant messen- messages with your friends. Yeah. And then you realise that most of the generation below us aren't even on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Yeah, or, exactly. Uh, or yeah. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, I'm showing my age now because uh, my... Yeah, I've, I've got Beth telling me, like, oh, Fred, you should, you should put some content on TikTok. And I'm like, on what? 
<laughs> I, I only know of its existence because I got an email from DistroKid saying my releases are on there. So wow, if, you, okay. if you wanted to make a viral video to Wasted With You or, or Effing yeah. Useless, you can. But it's not going to be me who does it. I don't I don't TikTok. And like you say, I, I feel like this next generation yeah. uh, are going to come through where it's just what they know. It's what they've come through with. Yeah. Um, whereas we've kind of where we are the last generation we've had that crossover where we've seen bands like whether you like them or not oasis who literally went from you know down here to up here on the basis of like a few good tracks good rock and roll vibe and like and one gig in glasgow yeah (laughs) that that one gig in glasgow and then the next thing they're like you know the biggest band on the planet the biggest band on the planet even before they'd released definitely maybe they had huge traction and that that was pre-social media do you know what i mean yeah yeah now it will be it's top. I was literally just top of the pops. Yeah. Radio play. All the right biggest, magazines. All the right magazines. A tour of Japan. Yeah. And it's like, how, how have they heard of us here when we haven't even had a number yeah. one in the UK yet? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now, like, all of that kind of stuff relies on social media. And where we have been that last generation, there's that been that weird sort of crossover where we were young enough to try and embrace it. Yeah. But we're not the ones who've, like, grown up with it. Yeah. Just like that. So, like I say, I, I, I can remember the journeys of certain bands not involving social media yeah. yeah and now it's like okay well now these journeys have to involve social media weirdly though this is probably why i haven't really found a lot of new music coming I mean, from new artists that get really popular that i like like i like stuff that's you know what i mean like like the, the stuff that does come out from the the, the big artists is not really for me mm-hmm. Uh, it's for these young kids, obviously, and um, and it almost becomes where the the music is the afterthought to the brand, almost like all the content built around it is not really about the music; it's about something else mm-hmm. to just try and go viral. Yeah, and it, it brings home that line from uh, the Arctic Monkeys even more. There's only new music, so there's new ringtones. Yeah, but now it's there's only new music, so there's TikTok videos. <laughs> so yeah. Even that in itself, like Arctic Monkeys seem like such a, a recent big band. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, remember when ringtones were a thing? Like, yeah. obviously, I know phones still have them, but when was the last time you cared about customizing your ringtone to exactly, some yeah. polyphonic version of a tune? Like, yeah. It's like, um, yeah, like if they, yeah, if they sung that song a certain yeah. romance live now they'd have to change the lyrics almost how i don't know if you know but bowling for soup yes um, yeah. when they sing um girl that all the bad guys want live now they change the word to like reference which i think is hilarious watching tiktok creaming over tough guys yeah, or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah um it's just it's just crazy because yeah me personally like i back in what was it 2018 uh me and the tokyo sex worlds my backing band we went and we did a big tour it was like two weeks long it was huge it was epic it was tragic it was everything you know <laughs> um and uh and yeah and we played the edinburgh fringe like we were so excited for it we gigged all the way up from guildford to bristol to manchester to newcastle and then we got to edinburgh we were on the streets flyering we were doing everything we could to bring people to the venue and then we played to no one except for the sound man yeah. you know and it was just it was just it was one of those gigs i mean i as i said i long for those gigs right now <laughs> I, I feel like this legendary tokyo sex wells tour should be made made into a netflix movie it, well yes or something you know uh, like, like a dramatization comedy of it yeah oh my words starry just... i don't know who, who should we yeah who, who would you have play <laughs> scott freeman who who uh <laughs> definitely hugh jackman uh, nice uh, <laughs> They'll have to, like, do some de-aging, obviously. But, uh, you know, that, that technology is, you know, they'll be fine. Anyway, um, yes, so, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so we did the tour, and we played to no one in Edinburgh. And it was such, like, the bar, like, was separated by door. You know, so there's a little venue, this place called Bannerman's in Edinburgh. I've there's played the, there. You've played there, yeah. So you know, so it's... it's really kind of, sweaty. It's this sort of little sort of alcove, long venue, and then there's a door which hit, goes onto the bar. And it's the Edinburgh Fringe. Every bar is heaving, you It's know. also terrible sound in there. It's awful. But, <laughs> um, but it's free accommodation. So... <laughs> and so... But the bar was full of people, so I 
took off my guitar and I ran out and I go, hey guys, we travelled all the way from Winchester, the like what the bottom of England to come play to you guys. Come come watch us. And they're like, who are you? I was like, well, Scott Freeman and the Tokyo Sex Whales. On that name alone, you should come see. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they're like, never heard of you. Slammed the door at us. And you know, I was like, we were playing to no one, knowing that behind that door, just in the corner, there were like 50 people. And it just, the whole like hour we were booked to play, it just robbed me the whole w- wrong way. And when I came home, I was like, this touring thing is not working. You know, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and try and do something there. And so I've spent the last, what, year and a half, nearly two years, building up this, uh, the YouTube channel and getting to, you know, make some fans there. And it's I found it has, it's had some traction, you know. Mm. There's some people who've subscribed, I think, because I subscribed to them first. But there's some genuine people that every week are sort of commenting and are engaged, you know. Um, and that's that's cool, you know. So I definitely think, yeah, if you if you pick a social media channel and you go for it, like really work hard at it, you can get some results. I think that's... Oh, definitely. You can foster yeah. your own little community. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But then you say they're about picking the right channel that's another thing it's like not just trying to be good on one but trying to be good on them all it's like that's it that's what they say or you need to like be on this the tip i've seen i've seen some people say (laughs) just be good at one like you get different advice from who you talk to almost yeah yeah. like i haven't got particularly big numbers on any channels but like my twitter following dwarf uh, or is dwarfed by my Facebook following. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, personally, I think I have more interesting things to say on Twitter. But yeah. there we are. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if, like, if your generation C, if you're born with social media in your blood, you know, and you just get it because you know. I was talking to my friend earlier who was here, and just like social media, and just like just you know all that's just so much more natural to him which to me i find it a bit more touch and go again i don't know if i'm an outlier but from this conversation i'm gathering i'm, I'm not alone <laughs> no <laughs> i'm know, really it's... starting to feel my age with stuff like that because i've always yeah. as long as i can remember yeah. um as far as it being around have been on social media but, yeah um i've not been a musician for all that time and you just start to look yeah. at it in such a different light when you realize just how much any kind of music career hinges on it yeah um and um i'm sure you'll relate scott as far as any kind of solo endeavors go yeah i can add that little bit of extra pressure because yeah um, when you're in a when you're in a band there's different strengths mm. and mm. i mean you shit out of luck if you're in a band where you know you're a five piece and none of you have much of a handle of social media yeah but you generally find if you've got a, a three to five piece like one of them will be sort of pretty yeah. adept at that kind of stuff you, yeah there's always like we talked about this in another episode like one person inevitably gets the job of managing the social mm. media absolutely <laughs> no no one else cares no one else can help them <laughs> whereas as a solo artist it's kind of like well i i, I don't want to do it but nobody else is gonna <laughs> no, nobody else says yeah incoming yeah. beth <laughs> incoming beth there you go yeah, yeah. Well, i'm lacking like a, a drummer or a bassist who's like you know financially or emotionally invested enough to take care of that for me that's it you know <laughs> of course i'm emotionally invested but it's like i i can only spread myself so far yeah 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 as much as i ask my guinea pig to handle my twitter account he doesn't <laughs> so um there you go i gotta look probably elsewhere. get more sense out of him probably get more sense out of him yeah i don't know what he'd talk about on there probably just like i'd like some more food now please <laughs> <laughs> there you go i love my guinea pig uh, any excuse to bring him up his name's boris he's awesome nice. um there you go i'm glad there finally exists an awesome <laughs> boris there you go well this was you know sorry sidebar about my guinea pig but you know i wanted to reclaim the name you know i thought it's a good guinea pig name you know and so there should be one awesome boris on this yeah. on this nice. planet so that was my uh that was my thing and so uh one of our, fi- our final topic is you know podcasts um and mm. uh well we're doing one right now um you meta. know yeah meta yeah, we're getting meta. <laughs> we're through the looking glass hello charlie <laughs> kaufman right okay so um yeah so i think you know is this you know is this a good way to do it you know you know radio and and podcasts you know radio looked like it was on its way out but then i feel like through the new sort of podcast revolution it's become another avenue to sort of share your music 
you know. Yeah, there, there are definitely music podcasts. Like, like I said, like the premium blend, that basically is a podcast because he yeah. records it all and then uploads it to Spotify on the podcast bit. Yeah. So it's like a regular show. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So that's what you need to do, Fred. You need to start the, the Fred Irwin podcast. I do. Yeah. I've I've considered it. The Fred Irwin Hour. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like the it. The Irwin Hour. Ooh. <laughs> the Irwin Hour. The tagline yeah. would be something along the lines of, oh, at least it's only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> or flip it on its head. <laughs> Fred Irwin lasted an hour? <laughs> there you go. So is that what it's going to be in 10 years' time? Every every musician has their own podcast. Um, it might have to be. Yeah. Should, should, we, make like? should my, we make a deal now? My next release... The your, your your podcast has exclusive rights to like the the airing of the single. Ooh, I just I just had a a really crazy idea actually. Imagine yeah. a band releasing an album that is a podcast, okay, but with the songs in the podcast. Okay, explain this. <laughs> so like it's like a podcast show. Like it. Like, have you ever listened to um the album uh, by De La Soul? Um, Three Feet High and Rising yes. is a masterpiece. And it's basically, uh, the whole album is like loads of hip-hop songs, but it's all it's all presented as though it's like a, a game show. Okay. And like you got these little intermissions of like, uh, hey, we got a question over here, or such and such, and all this stuff, yeah. It's great. So, so imagine this, right, where it's a podcast. Yeah. You have the, the presenter and everything, and like, oh yeah, now we're going to b- listen to this cool track or <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's similar. I guess it's kind of been done because I Queens of the Stone Age kind of did it with um, songs, songs for the for death, death, where yeah. he, he, uh, the character kept um, spinning between different radio yeah. stations. So I guess it's kind of been done, but this a would be a bit, yeah. podcast. But a podcast <laughs> where you release the album that's that's groovy. I yeah. think it. I mean, not necessarily depend on the on the nature of the release, but yeah, that could be a, a yeah a, a viable format of like the. Um, a podcast accompaniment some to release somehow the conversation flows in and out of the music <laughs> <laughs> you just segue from like what this line means yeah. to like you know yeah surmising yeah this Weird. week in politics or I'll something on, like, there you go and eating LV on tour <laughs> yeah I, I know Frank Turner's last release was it last release or the release before he done No Man's Land, which was basically mm-hmm. all all the songs were rather than his usual writing style of you know autobiographical or stuff he's yeah. been through. Um, they were all like uh, tales from history, particularly ones that have been like not told as often as they should be uh, because they were famous women throughout history. Mm. Um, and yeah, he had a podcast to accompany it, where like in the build up to the album, yeah, each week was a track. Where not only did he explain like the track itself, but obviously the format of the album lent itself to like a forty-five minute episode digging deeper into that story yeah. rather than just what you could fit in a three-minute song. Mm. And then the end of the episode, like you'd hear the song in full, kind of thing. And yeah, um, next thing you know, the album drops, and it's like, oh, I've heard these, but now I've got it. Um, I, I've, I've listened to a, a similar series of podcasts. It's a two-series podcast. I think it's two series uh, with Robert Plant. Mm. obviously Led Zeppelin and it, I think that's actually called Digging Deep and um, yeah, he just basically each week it's only about 10-15 minutes long he'll just chat with the presenter about a particular song from his back catalogue and explain what it means to him and what what a funny story about it or whatever you know like yeah so I feel like there's a certain balance there because do you feel like if an artist sits there and, ex- and explains what their song's about it takes away some of the magic and takes away some of the intimacy of the song you know it can also or, kind of enhance or, it as well does like, it enhance it like because yeah. like yeah. you learn something you didn't know about the song like how it was recorded maybe or like who he he who he was like interacting with at the time like or like i, I can't remember which song it was but it's like it was very much inspired by a trip he made to morocco and things okay. like that so it's like yeah Cause yeah because I, yeah, I don't know like i think like probably my favorite bands well it's split between the doors and arctic monkeys mm. you know and like arctic monkeys last album tranquility base yeah you know um like when i listen to that it takes me to a place like the tranquility for, base it, it takes you to the tranquility <laughs> base hotel and casino i imagine this character that alex turner's kind of playing throughout it and i go on this journey every time 
with this character and this really surreal, trippy walk around the moon yeah. that he takes, basically. So, so, sidebar, Ultra Cheese is on the Wedding Breakfast playlist. Fantastic. It's uh, got cheese in the title. <laughs> I love that. That's how yeah. it probably has nothing to do with cheese. That so, no, well, but it's in there. Yeah, we yeah. were very fast and loose with the rules of this. Yeah. In right. which case, I'm making a request for for Diggsy's Diner. Yeah. Like, throwing about to Oasis. Like uh, any that, any song I about think, lasagna. I think that's on there actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Sarah put that on. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You're marrying the right one. Yeah. Marrying the right one. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. But yeah, to yeah, my point was that at the end of the day, like would that album and that experience of listening to it be better if Alex Turner just came on and was just like, oh, I was really high one time. Nah. <laughs> That's right this I th- album. I think that's the thing. You, you'll want that from Alex when he's like 70 years old, like Robert Plant. Yeah. reflecting on his life that's way yeah. more interesting then that's like, more interesting then than now stuff yeah. like that okay. is very yeah. heavily fueled by nostalgia yeah yeah and yeah i it's like listening yeah. to your, your grandpa regale you with stories of yesteryear you know yeah yeah when he tells me about the war i'm like oh this is really yeah. interesting yeah. whereas when it's current affairs and he tells me about what he's done with his weekend like, yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, do you know, I've I'm read joking, so- I read I read something a while back about Bohemian Rhapsody the song and that scholars met every couple of years to discuss what it's about <laughs> you know um like really put time and money into figuring out what Bohemian Rhapsody is about yeah. could you and and Freddie Mercury never liked talking about what what, the, about? what the songs were about at all yeah. could you imagine if somewhere out there there's like a lost tape where like Fr- Freddie Mercury's like last recorded thing was him explaining what Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> Oh my god! What? The Holy Grail. Like, what people would pay to get? <laughs> what to do get you guys uh, think it's about? What do I think Bohemian Rhapsody's about? Yeah, I think it's about everything. Everything. I think it's about ev- literally. I think it's about everything. That's I think a cop it's, out. It's like it's like <laughs> the film Birdman. Birdman is literally about everything. <laughs> you know, I think for when I when I listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, it's like I experience life all at once. You know, but I'm a very big fan of that song. I've so always I thought it's um. I've always thought there's something in that song about being gay. Yeah? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, because um, obviously at the time he wasn't an out and out. Yeah. You know, he wasn't out, not out of the closet, whatever. Put you know. a gun against his head. Yeah. Pulled my trigger, now he's dead. I don't know. I don't know if I want to read it that way. I know, I feel, I feel like there's an element there. And also, like, um, where he's um, let me go sort of thing, you know, sort of thing, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I feel like there's something there, surely, I don't know. But. Essentially... If not about the the homosexuality, certainly yeah. some kind of internal struggle. Yeah, like, let him go. Yeah, we will not let him go. Yeah, let him go. Personally, I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I the ballads strangely do well yeah. don't they you know when i first heard that song i never thought oh this is going to be like the theme tune to like a major tv show south the city murder ballad that's a very good one what's the best song in that back catalog <laughs> there you go um have you ever written a murder ballad fred i can't say i have no. i i have one song with ballad in the title and it's not even a ballad okay. is hey joe a murder ballad i think so i guess so i think it yeah. is. it's about murder yeah uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We're challenging Fred, but then next Fred's next single that he's going to come in to promote is going to be a murder ballad. It's got to be a follow up to effing useless about you actually going you out and killing Richard Branson. Media. Oh, I'm already worried yeah. about getting a cease and desist from Virgin without making threats to kill. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'd just like to say for the record that Fred Owen has no intention to murder Richard Branson. And, and neither did we in, in, implore him to do that. No, we did not. This was a hilarious bit. Um, anyway, Although so, I do think he's a prick. Anyway, so to, to con- conclude here in the podcast, I want to get a sound bite from each of you. What do you think is the best way to like get your music out there right now? What's worked for you and what do you think people should be doing starting out? Fred, start us off. A healthy combination of streaming and social media bants. Okay, cool, cool. Billy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to echo that. Uh, the best way to promote your music is to spin many plates okay. uh, of, of responsibilities because essentially you kind of have to 
look after everything that you could possibly look after in yeah. in the promotion of the music. So you've got obviously writing the music, playing the music, obviously you're a musician. Mm-hmm. You've got gigging the music, making that show the best it can be. You've got uh, your traditional avenues, radio, print media, um, blogs, all that. Uh, streaming, get it all on the streaming, get all the... Get, um, all the, all the social media content out there as well pictures videos mm-hmm. you got to do it all you got to be the total package if you're gonna make it in this business you gotta buddy. have a package yeah right have have the full package and it's got to be damn good yeah and then so even then you need a bit of luck because <laughs> <laughs> even then you need a bit because you get about the whole total package yeah <coughs> plus walker and uh <laughs> and still not get the traction that you probably could have deserved but there yeah you go. there you go i i actually genuinely don't believe in luck i for real you believe for real in, what, i don't you believe, believe in, in the concept of luck <laughs> i believe uh, i believe life can yeah. seem very random but i think things chaos theory navigate their way towards something mm. you know I, I genuinely I just like I've seen so many things happen in my life and other people's lives that I just can't believe in luck you know I believe in destiny in some way in some abstract way I can't quite describe it but I just think l- luck is almost like a really lazy reason for explaining why things happen you know I yeah feel like true there's, you know I think life's really complex and anyway we're going off into a really existential <laughs> around I think that's one for the weekend philosophers <laughs> yeah the weekend philosophers <laughs> coming to you oh that's definitely an offshoot we should have on yeah. top of the weekend gamers and oh, man, the, we could the, the weekend whole weekend brand yeah the whole weekend brand now we're, yeah. now we're talking there you go Fred can have his own show the weekend Fred yeah uh, there you go um, Fred only operates the weekends yeah <laughs> <laughs> So it works. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, my recommendation is um, I, I think YouTube is like the reason I'm doing it now is because I genuinely think it's good. I think, you know, it's the number two search engine in the world. And, you know, you never know what's going to like work. I've tr- I tried a whole bunch of different things. And the material you see in my walls, the mass loaded final, I made three video, well, four videos about it. Three of them like have like nearly 1500 views and like yet my song videos every week have like 100 on average so just like you never know what's gonna like work so i think it's a good it's a good platform for getting out there um but yeah social media is a big one but i still think gigging i still think you gotta you still gotta be out there making fans you know that's the answer in my heart yes like i really feel like None, none of the rest matters if you can't put on a good live show. That's like, it. Even yeah. if you can have some good songs written for you and make them sound yeah. good in a studio, if you can't play a good live show, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but oh, like I say, yeah. the, the answer in the head brings in <laughs> all the other stuff. The and other like I say, stuff, yeah. unfortunately, you can be the best live musician in the world. Yeah. And not enough people are going to give a damn for it to be sustainable unless you can get yeah likes. It's, it's probably different media, yeah. for different people, but I mean, ultimately, I think we all agree gigging is the most fun thing you could do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I'd sooner play 300 yeah. gigs a year than spend 300 nights a year on my laptop updating Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Mm. And this is why we failed. Nothing like ending on a positive yeah. note. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, kids, get on TikTok. Get on TikTok, get on Tok Tok that tick. That's uh, getting your splish splash and your you you know your WhatsApp. Whatever uh, you know, maybe you're listening to this in fifty years time and there's some other new social media in the post nuclear wasteland. Get on that. Yeah. Do that. There you go. That's I think and I'm so glad you said that. Like what yeah. what's this old man talking about TikTok for? That's <laughs> so last decade. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, in 50 years time it's going to be like that episode of Community where Subway becomes a living person. Yeah. Have you seen that yeah, one? Yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah, it's going to be like that. So like in 50 years time the weekend rock stars as like a brand will be like a living person walking around. We'll hire give, Fred yeah, to be all, our, our living brand. <laughs> yes. Uh, Oscar, we're all going to be just heads and tanks like Futurama in 50 yeah. years. <laughs> oh my god, I saw an article no, I know I know we, I, we, we're trying to end the podcast right now but literally <laughs> it never ends. saw an article <laughs> some scientists brought pig brains back to life what? With like some like weird like chemical mixture, like they were getting signals out of the brain. 
and, and they were doing the study to see uh, ways they could like fix brain damage with it and stuff. Oh wow. So that's messed up, man. That's how zombie apocalypse okay, was starts. Was his name Dr. Frankenstein by any chance? Dr. Pickenstein. Keep that shit away from my brain. Right? <laughs> Dr. Pickenstein. Yeah. yeah. I'm Anyways. disappointed if I'm checking out any later than 70 and you're not bringing me back. <laughs> it's like, no, but, you must come back for it to play more gigs. They got, you must come back more, to do more social more media. Social media. <laughs> <laughs> <They> got, <laughs> Why, why were you brought back to life? Social media. <laughs> it did get me thinking tweet. though. Must like, tweet. If they could bring a pig brain back to life, maybe they could bring a human brain and put that in a jar, just like Futurama. Like, life imitates art. I'm like, thinking yeah. if they can get a pig brain back to life, I can get over 200 followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> At Fredwin, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go. Well, that concludes our podcast uh, for today, uh, for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, I have been Scott Freeman. With me, as always, is Billy Deadman. Hello. <laughs> and our very special guest, Fred Owen. Special indeed. Thank special you for having indeed. me. Thanks, guys. It's, it's been fantastic. Thanks, guys. <laughs>